secrets of small business. We want to welcome all you small business owners and wannabe small business owners especially. You know, this program is, is uh, geared to having fun talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we're going to give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting out or you've been around for a while. You know what we do? We, we feature what we call how questions. And there's many, many how questions that come into your business every day or just the thought of starting a business, a new venture, whatever it might be. We've probably seen personally and addressed those how questions many times through the 15 years I've been with my partner here uh, doing business stuff. Adam Sunhalder is my partner. He's sitting right here next to me. He's chomping at the bit, waiting to get into small business stuff with you folks out there. That's right. Hello, Adam. Hello, How Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Always lots of stuff, lots of how stuff for sure, as it relates to the to the small businesses and their and their minds and what they're thinking about. And and it's always um, fun for us to figure out as we go here every every week as far as which how question should we focus on. Uh, last week we had we had a question from uh, from Jim and Willoughby and. We encourage you, if you want to be part of the show, that, to shoot us an email. You can get us uh, questions over uh, at radio at MaximumVP.com. Again, that email is radio at MaximumVP.com. You can also go on our website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how. A nice little form there as well. You could submit your how questions. And what we, what we really enjoy is when people want to be part of the show. If you want to do that, you can get us here in the studio. We're here live every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. And the number here in the studio Four four zero nine four six nine four six eight. Again, that's four four zero nine four six W I N T. So, if you have a how question that you're struggling with right now in terms of your business, and we know that the, again, those happen multiple times a day. But there, if there's one that keeps coming back for you that you're, you still haven't quite got figured out yet, uh, perhaps we can help you here. We'd be happy to kind of address it here on air and help you work your way through it because we know, as Jack said. In our uh, 15 years together coaching owners of small companies, uh, it's rare that we come come across a how question that we haven't uh, either personally been through ourselves or certainly helped one of our coaching clients through. Absolutely. So, what do you what do you want to do today, Adam? What do we want to pull out of the hat? We got a big hat here with probably 10,000 and growing how questions that we've we've personally encountered, dissected, framed. Uh, come up with uh, discussions with the owners of these small business or wannabe owners, and we've come up with great solutions, and we have a lot of fun doing it. So why don't you pull pull the pull the how question out of the hat today? What do you think? All right, why don't we go with one that's kind of geared towards some of our more seasoned owners here? Well, you know, ones that maybe been around doing this for a little while. Because uh, I think a, a question many of them have, and whether they phrase it exactly this way or not, but it's how do I transition? the business to the next generation. Hmm. So if you've been running your company for 25, 30 years, something like that, and you're starting to kind of think now about, you know, what do you do next? And I don't know if it's necessarily that dreaded word of, uh, of retirement, Jack. Oh, but, it's a uh, terrible word. That's <laughs> a, one of the, the worst words in the, in the dictionary. It should be banished for all business owners here. Yeah, so the, the, the question's going to be not, not necessarily, you know, that you want to go retire. That may be Part, part of what you're thinking about, but the, the question is, what do you want to go do next? That's right. And knowing that you don't want to keep doing the business for the next, you know, the next 25 or 30 years, and so how do you, how do you figure that out? How do you transition that to that next generation? And that could be family or non-family, but, who, you know, the, 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 the next generation of ownership who's going to take over, and 
just from a big picture standpoint, you know, it had some stats we looked at you know, over the years. This one came from our friends at the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. One and of those uh, Ivy League schools. That's, that's right. right. So it's got it's, it's to be good information, right? It's, there's it's probably some Ivy think League tank school. that's there kind of going through stuff, <laughs> and they kind of know what's going on. But uh, only one-third of family businesses survive from the first generation to the second. So let me say that again. Only one in three go from that first owner to the second owner. I've read a lot of that through the years. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, but but think of that impact. Yeah. Survive. That means they board up and they sell it, or they a lot of different things. Means the family doesn't move it forward again. That's for sure. Right. And so you know that's you know that's pretty daunting. And of those, only another fifteen percent make it to a third generation. So if you think about a generation, it's probably what twenty-five years, Jack. So again, after fifty years. Uh, almost every company is going to be gone at that point. Yeah. And yeah. it could be kind of a depressing thought. Here you are putting your, your, your blood, sweat, and tears day-to-day into your business. And the, the idea, that, hey, if you look out over the next 20 or 30 years, chances are it's not going to be around. I mean, the odds are it won't be around. So how do you deal with that? And to, you know, from our standpoint, one of the reasons that, that, that Jack and I wanted to, you know, want to talk about this is that it doesn't have to be that way. Not at all. And we have probably six or eight situations with clients right now that were transitioning them from one generation to another. I thought it was pretty easy when we started this years ago. Hey, I, I have a company and I want my son to get involved. Hey, son, why don't you just come with me and follow me around for six months uh-huh. every day and... Uh, you know, eventually you can learn everything I know, and you can take it over. That is one approach, Jack. That, <laughs> and that's a very, that, you're <laughs> very right. Common. It's, it's one a very of, common approach. It's probably the most, uh, not, not significant, significant number. Probably more people try that than, we'll say, other approaches, which we say. could call more <laughs> correct. Well, I'll say, you know, I kind of put them into three categories, Jack, because I was kind of giving some thought to this here this morning in terms of, you know, how would you categorize a transition? And so there's there's three ways. The, the, the one that, that you're describing, you know, which is the kind of follow me around and do what I do, I'm going to refer to that as the osmosis approach. Osmosis, okay. Right, where that knowledge just somehow transfers from from you to me or vice versa, whatever it's going to be. All. Just, 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 just being around. Yeah. It's magical. It's one of those... Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's the thing that that, that, that that during school we all hope for, that as you fell asleep on your homework as you're reading, that by somehow magically powers of osmosis, just the, the, the book being against your head, that information would transfer just from, <laughs> the, from the book into your brains, right? That's, 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 that's what we're right. hoping to have happen. That's so. how I used to study, but you, you St. Ignatius guys did it a little different than us St. Ed's guys. I don't know the St. Ed's guys studied it all. They just kind of went in and took the, took the thing. Yeah, we didn't, Do they have tests right. there? Right. <laughs> we got a test today. That's yeah. right. You get in and they, they, they give you a certificate. That's all right. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, the osmosis approach is, is certainly one way to be able to do it. And we've seen those, okay? And sometimes those do work. Sometimes. There's Boy, also that's, that's, a, that's really a divine intervention situation to study. You have to see the halos, have to see the, the, the gold dust. I mean, that's, that's a tough one. But, yeah, it does work, but... <laughs> It does happen. I'm not saying again. You know, the, you know, it's uh, the question is how do you increase the odds? Keep in mind that that, that, that stat that I started with there, Jack. That one in three, only one in three survive from from the first generation to the second. So how do we increase those odds? So that's right. That's osmosis right. is one not not preferred. A second one that is you know not preferred as well, but does happen, which is death. Hmm. So the owner. It kind of forces things. The owner dies. <laughs> <laughs> it does. 
It's good to be able to laugh about things like that, doesn't it? You know, just kind of sit here and you know, it's always those awkward laughs. People, you know, love talking about death. That's why it's great to talk to your financial planner, insurance folks, because yeah, what's better to talk to or talk about here on a Monday afternoon? Yeah, than, most than people, people most dying, people right? can't wait. Most people can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> so, so that can that that can happen, um, and you know, whether it be something that's kind of a slow, painful death that happens over time, or something that that, that happens very quickly. You know, maybe there's an accident. So that's you know. Something that that happens at that point, okay, then it's in the hands of whoever. Typically, and, and you know, it'll be a an attorney or a trustee of some type and kind, maybe, or an attorney, or maybe nobody, or, or maybe a CPA. But often it's nobody. It's just okay. Well, here here are the keys. You know, you know, what do you want to do with it? Kind of thing. It becomes part of the estate. That's right. And it'll be it'll be resolved legally and and basically, yeah. I mean, uh, that's what happened. That's number two. And, and we've so, heard many, we've heard many owners joke about it too. Say, well, at that point, it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> so what do I what, what, what do I care? I'm dead, right? That's right. And they kind of say it tongue in cheek because they don't necessarily mean it that way. But again, that's again part of the the fun of discussing you know the op- the opportunity of, of option number two, which is death. And then I think what you're referring to a little, or suggesting a little earlier, Jack, which is kind of the, the third approach, which is more of a planned approach. Okay, and and, and plan, plan's one of those words that, uh, depending how you hear it, you may have different visuals come to mind. Um, and th- there are certainly a lot of folks who are involved when it comes to estate planning, or you hear terms like succession planning or different things like that, and tax planning. And many of those get you know get involved. There there are plenty of CPAs out there to help you figure out from a, from a tax standpoint. They'll do from the tax and, legal standpoint. The uh, yeah, the 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 filings that that are required. But what happens to the knowledge base? The knowledge base that that person who started that company up with and now wants to transfer it to his kid. How does that get transferred? Well, and the two osmosis <laughs> and death. Those are two. <laughs> There's a third one, follow me around, kid. You know, that's, that's osmosis. That's osmosis, and, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's got to be more than that to be successful. And you can be successful. And that's what we do. Yeah. There's plenty of folks, where I was trying to say, there's plenty of folks, whether it be CPAs to help you on the tax front. You have insurance folks to get, you know, to get life insurance stuff down. You've got attorneys can help with the, with the, uh, the structuring of a trust or financial planner to make sure that, that, that there's enough money there. Those are all, those are all important things. But the one that typically gets overlooked, and I, and I think the biggest reason why one and three uh, survive, it's not because they had the wrong trust set up, Jack, or that, that they, were, they were looking at the, at the wrong tax That's right. code. There's a lot of good legal and, and accounting advice out All there. Right. And chances are you probably have, a, you know, if you're an owner, you probably have a CPA or you have an attorney in your life that can help you with that. What, what Jack and I do is we help with those day-to-day pieces, okay? So the, the, the knowledge transfer of the day-to-day management of the company and dealing with what we think is really the biggest issue and concern, okay, it isn't, hey, I might not ha- have enough money to, to, to live on, you know, if I, if, if, if I sell this thing. It's, if I do sell and transition it, how do I know I don't have to come back into the business? You know, once I've transferred it to the kids and, I'm, and I've walked away, I want to make sure that when I walk away, I'm able to stay away. So, No, well, we, we got the answer to that. We do, and that's what we'll come back to after the break yeah, here. We'll right. come back in to kind of address that. But, again, our, our, our how question for today is how do I transition the business to the next generation? We'll get into some of the details of that when we come back from our break. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And you small business owners or wannabes, we can help you out. 
Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies and wannabe owners of small companies get unstuck from that state of how. All those how questions that you have, we've been through them. Almost guaranteed there's probably nothing you can't throw at us that we probably haven't seen and resolve successfully. So that's, that's what right. we do. That's what we do. When we talk about owners of small companies, we're, we're referring to companies that typically have anywhere from 1 to 25 employees, which as you look at different stats out there, Jack, it's pretty much the vast majority of companies that exist here in the United States, probably 90-plus percent of them. And for those of you listening, even if you don't own a company, chances are the company that you work for probably fits that bill. And it's a question that, that, that many folks have is what we're, gonna, what we're talking about today, which is how do you transition the business to the next generation. And so whether you're an owner thinking about that or even if, even if you're an employee, the employees think about it too because they're looking at, hey, gee, you know, if this owner's been around for a while, eventually he or she's going to eventually ride off in the sunset, so to speak. What happens then? And uh, it's a key thing to, 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 to keep in mind. So if you have things that you'd like to share as relates to that topic or you have, you have another how question, we always invite your calls here in the studio. Uh, we're here every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. live, or 1 p.m. Eastern. We're, we're live in the studios. The number here is 440 nine four six nine four six eight again it's four four zero nine four six w i n t so we're okay at the break we were going to talk about how how How? you make this transition we're not talking about the lawyer work or the cpa work which is needed and vital we're talking about the real practicality of Hey, my son or daughter or whoever I'm transferring this company to, I know with confidence that they can do it. Well, how how do I know that? What what tells me that, Adam? I don't, uh, you know, as an owner of a business and many of them, and that's a perplexing question. Sure I think is. we figured it out after 15 years, though, how to do this. Yes, we do. And it's getting a, getting to the point where you feel comfortable that they can run the business. And that means a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the expert when it comes to the product or, product or service, but often that's how some of the training starts to happen. But really, from our standpoint, it's the business side of business. Hey, let me stop you there for a minute. The, the product or service. So every company has a product or service. That's how they identify themselves. Um, and the owner of the company might have been or is uh, perhaps an engineer or it doesn't really make any difference if it's formal. They have knowledge usually of that product service. Somewhere along the line, that's what they've, they've gained, and they've been fortunate enough to build a company around that product or service. Now they have a son or a daughter who they're going to transition this to. Well, those sons and or daughters aren't going to have the same knowledge base that the owner, the founder of the company started. But do they need that? Do they need that, Adam, to be successful? No, from the product. Have we seen seen things that uh, tell us differently? From the product and service standpoint, no. But I think, you know, as you're talking, Jack, what what the the owners have gained over those couple decades of running the company, they've gained that business experience. That's what I don't understand here. You you mentioned that before. What does that mean, business experience? So a big picture standpoint, how how do you find and retain customers? 
So how do you grow the business that way by, by being able to add more customers or keep customers that, that you have? How do you determine how you set your selling price for your, for your product or service? How do you find, train, and keep good people? Yeah, those you, those are a bunch of how questions. Yeah. We'll keep going with how those you, how questions because they're how do you they're make valid. sense? How do you make sense of the numbers? Uh, whether it be looking and, and logging into your bank account, or, or if you're fortunate to get a report from your CPA, whether it be every month or every quarter or every six months, how do you make sense of all those numbers to help kind of run your business? I mean, the owner of the business can't look at his profit and loss and balance sheet and tell you what's going on with the company there. What have you seen in your 15 years of coaching here? Uh, we've seen is not many people will look regularly at their profit and loss statements. They're usually looking at their bank statements. They may look a little bit at their balance sheet in terms of, uh, besides just the cash in the bank, they may look at their receivables, maybe their payables, but they aren't seeing the whole picture typically. And it's not their, it's not their fault. They have a bunch of other things that, that they're working on. Uh, usually the problem is they don't have anybody giving them good guidance on how to make sense of all these numbers to see all the activity that goes on through those numbers. So they they don't know if they have a profit or not. How do they how do they tell the the, the children that they we're assuming we're going to transfer this company to children? Uh, how do they how do they tell their sister, their children that they're doing well or not if they don't know if they're making profit? Well, they usually if they have money in the bank, or if they're debt free, <laughs> they'll use different measures from that standpoint. If they're paying all their bills, if they're saving some money, if they're putting money aside for their retirement, I always like to use that word to get to get some <laughs> angst out of you and poke you a little bit. Retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what word is worse than retirement? Is semi semi retirement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means everyone does things half-assed. If you, right? put, if you put semi in front of everything, that's right. Except, that's right. Except I guess a real semi. But so yeah. you aren't really gone. You're you're, you're there, usually causing trouble. That's so a good visual. Uh, if you put yourself in front of a semi, that's what you think about, right? That's you know, that's, that's not a good visual either. The eighteen wheeler come and running, you know, run you down. That's what that's what you don't want to have, <laughs> to have happen. So, so yeah, so so you know that business knowledge, and again, that business knowledge that that this owner, again, if starting day one, if it's similar to, your, to the scenario you're painting, Jack, where they were very good at the product or service. They've had a chance over those decades to learn some business stuff, but the company is different today than it was when they first started. And so, you know, one of the, the, the big uh, concerns is often, well, how do I take all this information I've got in my head? And how do I put a, you know, put a siphon put over it to, into your head. to their head and, and, and do it? And many of them will do it very quickly. Oh, wait a minute. If, if they're Star Trekkies, they can do a mind melt. They'll, they'll have learned how to job. do that. Okay. That's right. So <laughs> the problem will be solved. Yes. No, but that's that's the Star Trek version we know of osmosis, that, right? That's right. right. We we know that won't happen. So, so so how do they figure out what to to transfer over? How, how to do it, and 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 the timing of it? Because often what we see and hear is, hey, there's a story that happened 17 years ago, and the owner wants to tell the next generation about it, but it has no context at all because the current circumstances have nothing to do with what happened 17 years ago. But I want to make sure I tell you about that, Jackson. When when it does come up, you you know you've you'll been, be prepared. You've been forewarned about it, right? Because it's hard for the that, that next generation because they're sitting there drinking from the fire hose. All this information keeps coming at them so fast, they aren't sure how to orient or know what's key or important either. And 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 you know, how do you know that, that they've that they're getting it? You know, so again, letting it out, knowing what to talk about, how to let it out to them, and then knowing that that, that they've gotten it. That's a hard that's a hard situation for business owners. And and you know, to know when their sons or daughters have it. They, in fact, I think so many of them really 
shy away from that question. They don't even think like that. They, they get confidence or they don't, or many times they just set a date and that's it, you know. They don't know how to measure, hey, my son or daughter has it. It's time. I can go now. It's, it's, it's all part of the process. It's a good process. Well, it's a process that we have, you know. I think, I think many owners of small companies are very uh, humble and can be self-deprecating at times. And they're very proud of their kids, if it happens to be their kids. They say, look, they're smarter than I am. They can figure this stuff out. Almost one of those kids will kind of just brush it aside, right? They, they'll figure it out. They're smart. That, you know, they'll be able to, to adjust and kind of figure it out. You think they, that's really how they think or that's what, that's what, that's what they, they conclude? That's what they Because they don't quite know how to right. answer that question. I think that's more what the issue is. Yeah. They just finally have to make a decision and they do it and then they move forward. And, 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 and as you frame this, Jack, i got to take a step back for a second because you're assuming that they, that they know who they're going to hand it over to. That's there may be multiple people that are involved, right? And so how do you figure that part out? That's right. That's always a that's tough challenge too. So we'll address that a little bit as well when we come back here from the break, Jack. So if you stay tuned, we'll keep delving into here in terms of how do you figure out how to transition the company from one generation to the next. Sounds I'm good. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, as we've been saying. And we can help you folks out there, small business owners, either wannabes or bin bees. Uh, we can help you out, get unstuck from those state of house that you're in. That's right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, as you know, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how and also wannabe business owners, small business owners. We can help you, too, probably help you more than the, the existing ones, Adam. What do you think? Yeah, it depends on the day. I mean, for those of you who are thinking about starting up, you know, one of those questions you probably aren't asking right now or thinking about, which will eventually come up if you have some success, which is our topic today, Jack, which is how do you transition the business from one generation to the next? So it's way buried deep in the, in the, in the recesses, that, if at all, when you're first getting started out. But once you're into it, uh, it sneaks up on you in a, in a hurry because those, those years and decades go by quickly. You start to realize, hey, I've been doing this for for 27 years, you know, you know now what? Yeah, like uh, that, uh, the, the couple of uh, siblings there, Donald and, and Eric from Wycliffe, who uh, <laughs> are trying to transition our company from, from their uh, father who started it. That's right. <laughs> okay, where do we leave, where do we <laughs> leave the break? All right, so, so we, were talking about, we were talking about the, uh, the transition and how do you know what to, to tell the next generation how to let it out to them so it's, so they can absorb it and digest it. And then finally, how do you know that they've got it so that you can then step away? And so, first of all, and I said, but I said before we get to that, we've got to figure out how do you know who to choose? You know, if it's only one, you know, let's say a child who's there, you have a son or a daughter who's there, it usually becomes pretty, you know, pretty apparent who should be the, the one taking it over. And we eventually take a quarter and bring everyone around the table and flip it? Ooh. I prefer uh, rock, scissors, paper personally than, than quarters. Okay. It just adds well, a little bit of skill to it, right? Yeah. No, you're right. So we can do well, that. Usually you get best, maybe best two out of three. Mm-hmm. Give you a shot to miss one and kind of still win. Still win. <laughs> that could work. 
Now, um, how do you do that, Adam? You, you sit down and have some adult conversations. Boy, that seems with, to be a rarity today, having adult <laughs> conversations. But, no, that's what you do. Right. I agree with that. So you have to talk about it, just from the standpoint of what you're thinking about. And you may not need to determine who's going to be the one. And, you know, often is the case that the, the parents want to be, another one of your favorite words, Jack, I'm hitting, I'm hitting all your buzzwords today. You are. They yeah. want to be fair. Oh, boy. Right? What they does that mean? Fair. I don't know what that word means. Well, usually that's usually that, that means equal in their, <laughs> in their minds. According to who? Right. <laughs> um, According to the first one who says it. Right. So There's a big advantage, by the way. The first one who says, hey, let's be fair, they have the advantage, because now I can't say it if I wasn't the first one. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can just you can just discuss what they mean by that because you know fair to me and fair to you could be very very different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so yeah, so start to have those kind of discussions. What do you kind of want? If if you've had, you know, let's assume that for this case that that those kids are are are, are already in the business, so you've had a chance to kind of see how they perform things that, that 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 they do. We have a lot of those circumstances you know, versus them being on the outside trying to bring them in. That they, here they are. Operating day to day is part of the that's business. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference of who you're trying to pass the company on to has worked there for a number of years, especially. Yeah, you've had a sense of how they approach the world, how they kind of do what they do. You have a sense of what they're maybe pretty good at, maybe not so good at. You improve your odds considerably of success yeah. if, if that's the case. And you know, it's okay. You know, to, it's okay to, to to transition to more than one. But as we often will talk to our clients, we have many clients who are partners. Somebody's got to be in charge. Very true. And that's where it becomes, you know, often difficult discussion. But again, what happens is if you actually have the discussion, you have, you know, if you have both the parents involved and the siblings involved, let's t- talk about it. Usually you'd be surprised how quickly you come to a conclusion. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it, it comes down to, uh, because it hasn't been talked about, Somebody always has the decision made in their mind, and until it is talked about and you can reflect and look at each other at the same time, it, it comes out. Yeah, I agree. Right. And to, you know, to make a, a very simple sports analogy, you know, the, at the end of the game we're going to run up a play, and who wants that last shot? Who wants the ball? Well, not everybody wants the ball. That's right. Maybe okay being the one kind of passing it in or running a screen or you know, being a decoy, but to be the one to, to catch the ball and shoot it and try to take that shot, not everybody wants that ball. And that's okay, too. But a lot of times that comes out as part of these discussions. You know, Often there'll be one sibling who really wants that final shot, who, who wants to be the one in charge. So what happens if uh, they both want it, Adam? Both digging in. You can see those heel marks grinding into the carpet. Right. So now what do we do? Well, we got to figure out who should be the one in charge. And if it if it comes down to it, you know, we've had cases too where you, you spend some time trying to figure out who should really be in charge, who's who's really taking over. Um, it may be the point where one winds up leaving if if they can't get along and be able to kind of work together. Well, the the founder, the owner, the current owner will will call it the the father or mother, whoever is in that position. They know they know way down deep. They have the parental issue of trying to be equitable and split everything 50-50, that's their initial thought, uh, to use that term you used before, fair, in their mind. But they know way down deep that one really is is better than the other for taking the ball here. And there's there's all sorts of different workarounds that can happen. You know, we had a case uh, a few years back where we had this where 
Uh, both siblings were, were were working in the company. One had been there for a little bit longer, but they also had a separate company that, that involved some real estate, which is not not atypical. You may have the business with you know as as, as one entity, and then you have some real estate as, as a second entity. And so what they decided pretty early on is they wanted to maybe instead of fighting over who's going to be in charge of what, they said, well, why don't you each take one of those? One will be in charge of the business side, one will be in charge of the real estate side. And even though we kind of knew that the the, the one the one um, had been around kid who had been bit. around for a while, but also <coughs> was more likely to be the, the, the one to kind of take charge. Um, so what happened was, you know, the, 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 this one sibling now took over for the business while the other one was kind of in charge of the real estate. But the, the parents kept coming to the other sibling who was in charge of the business to ask for his help or guidance or, 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 or insights on the real estate side, too, because he was very good at getting stuff done. Um, he's a... Uh, in our favorite DISC parlance, the DISC behavior assessment parlance, he was a pretty strong D. And so Ds are very good at getting stuff done and kind of making things, making decisions and kind of pushing things along. Uh, whereas the other sibling, even though he was basically kind of given that, that uh, real estate piece, he really didn't want it. And, he wa- you know, and I say that because of his actions. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, that that's very uh, reinforces those feelings, right. you know. So, but what has to happen? I think you know one of the things you're talking about, Jack, in terms of the w- w- what the parents or the owners have to do. You know, there's some tough choices you have to make as an owner, and this may be one of your final tough choices. Is you got to figure out, hey, this is the one who should be in charge. You know, but it's not it's not done you know, based on favorites from one of your kids or something like that. It's, again, it's based on what they've done as part of the company, what you see for the company going forward, what's best for the organization. So many forward. many owners don't think like that. The emotion that that comes across with these very difficult decisions kind of uh, uh, precludes the the decision making here it it fogs it up it it doesn't allow it to be made well so coming back to your osmosis and death as two choices and that adult situation or adult conversation doesn't ever really take place in many of these situations so so many of these companies that you were quoting in your statistics don't make it because they don't have this adult conversation in many, many situations like that. Right. So it drifts, and death and osmosis basically <laughs> resolve the issue. And it, it's never really resolved well because there's fighting that go on. And nothing can be worse for the, the health of a company that I mean, when families start to feud here. Well, one, of the, one of the challenges can be, and this is, you know, we, we've talked to a lot of employees who... You know, tell a GA, you know, I wish I had that problem of being in the, uh, uh, you know, being born into the right family name kind of thing. Where all of a sudden it's kind of there. And trust me, it's no picnic being, the, you know, being the being that kid in the business. You know, there's certain pressures and things. It's hard to say no often to the, you know, to your parents or, or, or the owners who are there. It's a tough spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of the the, the, the challenges that, that we encourage people to, to embrace here is that. You don't need to be like the current owners in terms of how you approach things and what your style's like. You have to kind of be yourself. That's a big part of this. But it's a tough spot to be in. It's a tough spot where people assume that the only reason you're there is because you have the right last name or the right, you know, you're married into the right family. Whatever it might be, people are assuming that that's the case. So it's a tough spot for 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 them to be in. And so it's important for that to, to kind of to be able to keep that in mind. And part of the open discussions, that's where you have to, you know, as you're talking to the team, here's why we're choosing. You know, because uh, there might be cases, too, where you, you may have somebody who's non-family that you might choose to be the one to take over. 
Well, if I'm if I'm the owner of a company, Adam, and I have two sons here, and I'm I'm debating which one should get it. I'm not. Well, I'm not really debating. That's an overused word. It's another word to add to the archives here of crazy words. Uh, but you know, if I'm considering who's going to take this, how do I do that? When do we when do we talk about that? We're going to take a break here yeah, pretty soon, and and uh, I think you're asking in terms of who's in charge again from an ownership standpoint. The ownership stuff can be broken out to where it's close to being equal. We know, you know, we, we we never advise equal ownership, but maybe fifty-one forty-nine. But you know, so they can both still own it because owning and then operating and managing is is very different, which gets confused as, as we know all the time with a, with a small I'm, company. I'm, I'm talking, talking more. The, I'm talking more of who. How do I make this choice of who really? should be the next boss of this company. I thought you mentioned the coin flip. I did. Oh, okay. that's, uh, and I that's was going with the rock, scissors, paper. That wasn't... No, no, that's, that's, that. on the, that's, on the, uh, that's on the table also. All so right. we got two of those sitting on the table. Okay. But I'm going to bet, one? I'm going to bet one good way, one good way is to watch at least over six months, ideally a year or so, watch how they present Watch how each of the con the people considered to take over this company over the course of a year, watch how they present the business of the company on a monthly, quarterly, annual basis. How do they do it with knowledge and confidence? And, and am I, as a business owner, even in a position to judge that? Well, if you have good experience and you understand the business side, going back to that you know, comment that you made uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes ago, we can now make that judgment that, hey, sibling A or sibling B really has this business guy. I mean, they, they have it. They, they have control of it. They know how to do it. There's no decision that, that can't be made now. That's a good point, Jack. Why don't we, why don't we delve into that when we get back on the other side of the break here? All right, yeah, Jack. Yeah, how do so we do that? How do we do that? We will do that. Um, stay tuned. We'll, get, we'll delve f further into that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. As you know, we're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. As we, we have been talking here, we're business coaches. And we help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. And there's lots of how questions for existing business owners and wannabe startups. So either one of you, we've been through many, many how questions and absolutely love dealing with small business owners. So we could help you. And our focus for today's show has been on those folks who are <laughs> at the point now where they're thinking about or they have been thinking about for a while about how to transition the company from, from their current ownership to the next generation. And how do you do that? And as we were talking before, um, before the break, Jack, is about if you have multiple siblings involved in the business, how do you, how do you choose which one's going to be? And you hit on a very, very key point that many folks miss, but you know, we know it's very, very key, which is presenting. And how do they present themselves? How do they present the business? What do you mean by presenting? Showing up in a new suit with polished shoes, or is it? Uh, what that's does a, present mean? That's always part of it. That's a that's a that's a smaller part of it. Come in know. with a rifle, present arms, a little military. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Could do that as well. Lots of ways to present stuff. Yeah, it's a very, you know, presenting can, can you know, much like we say the word planning has lots of visuals in people's minds. 
we're talking about is how do they present and talk about the company. And so it doesn't necessarily mean PowerPoints or anything fancy like that either. But again, how do they how do they look at the company, how do they present how the company is doing? This goes back uh, about 40 minutes ago when you were talking about presenting. And you used the word. So what does that mean? How does somebody, how does somebody who doesn't know business, and that was the context you were using it in, right. If they don't know business, how can they present the business side of a company? Another quandary. That's a how question. How can yeah. they do it? It's usually knowing what to present, right, and what to focus on. If you talk to an owner of a company, of a small company, if you don't give them any guidance, chances are that nine times out of ten, what they're going to focus on is their product or service because that's what they love to do. That's why they got in the business in the first place. And so you have to pull them out of the product and service side into the other parts of the business. And those other parts are what you're calling the business side of business. And that would be marketing, for example, to uh, justify and generate sales. And then all the other stuff in business, all the other stuff, the, the, the numbers, the people part of it, the planning part of it, uh, the legal, the HR, the regulations, if your business is, is oriented to that or, or part of that, you know, so much that involves the business how do you get your hands around that and present it go off and get an mba i geez i heard that somebody should do that tell me yes. about that what do you think i'm thinking I MBA think MBAs, will do it for a small company M- no mbas are great for helping prepare you for a job uh, especially a job in corporate america not so good for a small company um it's got to be a little bit a little bit more, I would say basics is the right term, but again, just you know, basic nuts and bolts, basic blocking and tackling of the, of the business side of business. You can you can learn that on the job with a little bit of, we'll call it formal instruction. Right. You don't need degrees in. You don't need college to be a successful small business owner. That's another another thing that we, we deal with often. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the business owner feeling college is the answer and our kids have a degree, so therefore they're qualified. Nope doesn't work that way <laughs> not at all <laughs> so you know yeah so getting down you know to what we look at the world in terms of our three keys or i'm sorry in terms of our three circles and seven keys to success uh if you have a chance to check, check, take a look at our website you can see um there's a link there called the mvp playbook and you cl- click on that on that uh you'll see a a link for the seven keys to success is a nice graphic there and it kind of touches on, on some of the business side of things that we've been talking about here. Hey, wait, our website. Our website is MaximumVP.com. Hey, you know that. I had to say that because uh, I couldn't remember it the other day when we were talking to somebody <laughs> else online. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I picked it up no problem. Yes, so that's you a good did. That before, was right? perfect. So if you look on there, you see what, the, what those seven keys are. We're talking about, and presenting is, is the seventh key there, which kind of brings it all together. But being able to present those pieces and that's really the business side of stuff so it covers the numbers and the people and the marketing and how, how do you how do you lead the organization and having those things down it doesn't happen to your point jack overnight it's going to take some time and the best way we know how to start is through a profit plan that's right most that's people call it a budget which is oh, a terrible word I'm, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting almost all your favorite <laughs> words there. you are you know you're rolling them right out <laughs> retirement and, and fair and, and budgets right all this all this good stuff <laughs> so so profit plan jack right yeah. profit plans are much better well you know who, who does this real well is donna <laughs> donna <and> eric <laughs> <laughs> yes they, they do they they present these guys from wickliffe they present, they present better very than well. anyone who who i've well, they're oriented, they're oriented 
oriented to the numbers, right, <laughs> and and having good people around. But uh, if you can present the numbers again, the reason we said the profit plan is a, is a, is a a simple format in your mind. Picture forecasting out revenue. Here's going to be the, the the revenue or the sales for the year. Here's my expenses that get, that get taken away from that, and then yeah, what's left over is the profit. You're trying to make accountants out of everybody. No, you think that's, that's what visualize it, visualizing that in, in terms of all the activity. All see, the that's, customers, that's all the customers we and see. things that, that, that happen to make those sales real. All the people walking around and you're paying rent, you're paying utilities. You have all these expenses that are part of running the business. And at the end of the day, there's money left over, or there should be money and, left and, over. And if you've, if you've had a small business that's been around for a while, that stuff is way more predictable than you think. Mm-hmm. A lot of small business owners will say, hey, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. How do I know it's going to happen 12 months from now? Uh, it's a waste of time. i got better things to do. Well, if you know with a good degree of confidence and you can get that relatively easy by projecting out your company's revenues and expenses and the result is to have profits, it's amazing how that will drive you and become an ingredient to success. And it can also inspire the company. It can, you know, if you need banker uh, uh, discussions and monies from a bank, it can impress them. And if your sons or daughters, whoever you're trying to transfer the company to, can present that same information and get you inspired because they have such good backup and support, that's the stuff that really makes transition successful. That's right. And it's it's somebody talking business and convincing you that they can talk business. And in those terms, it all boils down to, if we do this, and here's why, if we spend this, and here's why, we're going to have a profit, and by God, I know we can do that. Hey, I'm going to hire that guy. And believe it or not, Jack, you can do all that without having expertise in the product or service. That's right. We we know that one for sure. Right. That's guaranteed. You don't need. So if we were to get a call in here, and uh, probably eight out of ten times a person's going to talk about their product or service. That's not how we focus our how questions. You know, we we can't tell you how to make cupcakes better. We can't tell you how to, you know, uh, uh, put the coating on that metal that's going out better than you. That's not what we do, but we can certainly help you frame how answers to the how questions on marketing, sales, presentation, profit, uh, profit planning. Those are the keys to really doing a, a successful transfer. Yeah, so again, to wrap up our show here today, we're coming coming to the end here, Jack. We gotta you know, figure out how to transition it to, from one generation to the next, and who to who to pick is focusing on those seven keys of presenting the business, so they understand the business side of stuff. If they do and master that, they're going to be running the business well. It give you the confidence as a current owner to be able to step away, and once you do step away, they they, they can stay away because they're going to keep running the business, and they'll keep paying you off whatever the, whatever deal you've worked out to make sure that you can stay away and they're gonna have success going forward and and <clears throat> they'll be you know certainly one of those three that transitions from the second gener- from the first generation to the second generation and hopefully help to increase that number from being one and three as well yeah i agree with that adam and you know this is something we should be talking about again i mean you know there's a lot to this there's sure. a lot to all these how questions and this is a good one that's right all right well thank you for joining us today on this week's edition of dirty secrets of small business Again, if you want to reach us via email, you can do that at radio at MaximumVP.com. You can also check us out on Facebook.com forward slash MaximumVP. Or if you want to give us a call or not in the air, you can reach us at 877-849-0670. 
Okay, at Maximum Value Partners, you know, we absolutely can answer those how questions. We love to we we love to deal with small business owners and wannabe startups. Give us a call. We can give you knowledge that you never thought possible to take your company wherever you want to go with it. All right, you'll hear about more dirty secrets of small business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.